You're listening to Swiss News in English. I'm Emily Breslin. And now for the news for Friday, February 4th, 2022. In COVID news, there were 36,740 new cases of COVID reported yesterday in Switzerland, 150 new hospitalizations, and 18 deaths. 96% of new COVID cases are due to the highly contagious Omicron variant. 4% are due to the Delta variant. According to an article in Le Matin, four factors have been discovered that favor the risk of having long COVID. A new study shows some similarities in people who still have symptoms long after infection, such as diabetes or Epstein-Barr. Why do some infected people subsequently develop long COVID and others do not? Researchers are endeavoring to answer this question, and according to a new study, four risk factors have been identified in particular. Conducted on 309 American patients with COVID-19, from initial diagnosis to convalescence, i.e. two to three months later, this study published on January 24th in the journal called Cell made it possible to see a correlation between long COVID and a high amount of coronavirus genetic material in the blood at the start of the infection. In other words, Patients who have a high viral load while being infected are more at risk of having what is now referred to as long COVID. The second risk factor for having long COVID is being already actively infected with the Epstein-Barr virus during contamination with the coronavirus. Also called herpes virus 4, it is the cause of several diseases, including infectious mononucleosis, multiple sclerosis, and Burkitt's lymphoma, the latter being the most aggressive cancer known to date. 90 to 95% of adults have this virus dormant in the body. In the event of another infection or stress, this virus can reactivate. The third factor found deals with antibodies or immune molecules, which, instead of attacking the virus, damage proteins in our body. This third risk factor's discovery corresponds to a discovery by CHUV and EPFL, which had also shown such a process in the development of severe forms of COVID. In this new study, the researchers identified six antibodies favoring long COVID, including the interferon, which was mentioned in the Swiss research. The other five antibodies have been linked to various autoimmune disorders, including lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, but it's unclear whether they directly damage cells or are simply a marker for the disease. Finally, the last factor, a pre-existing diagnosis of type 2 diabetes, the most common form of the disease, where cells in the body are resistant to insulin. Those with type 2 diabetes were more likely to experience fatigue, coughing, and other long COVID respiratory symptoms. All of these factors can be spotted as soon as the patient is diagnosed with coronavirus. This would therefore make it possible to anticipate long COVID and perhaps find rapid treatments in order to prevent it. But, 
according to the study's first author, Yapeng Su, who was a research fellow at the Seattle Institute for Systems Biology at the time of its publication, this is only a first step. It is now necessary to delve deeper into the question to understand if these factors really led to the development of a long COVID and how. It also needs to be determined whether these signals that can be spotted early can help predict which specific symptoms might persist in patients four, eight, or 12 months later. Of the patients followed in this study, 37% of patients reported three or more symptoms of long COVID, 24% one or two symptoms, and 39% no symptoms. In the group with the most symptoms, 95% had at least one of these four risk factors, and all four factors were linked to long COVID whether a patient's initial infection was severe or mild. In addition to these four risk factors, the study also observed that people with long COVID respiratory symptoms have abnormally low levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, in their blood, and those with neurological symptoms have abnormally high levels of proteins in the blood thought to reflect a disruption of the circadian cycle between waking and sleeping. A forest fire in Ticino is still ablaze. The fire that has been raging for over four days in Monte Gavarogno is still not under control. The strong gusts of wind do not help the situation. The cantonal police and the Ticino Public Prosecutor's Office confirmed on Wednesday afternoon that they had arrested two young Swiss men, aged 26 and 28, who had camped on Monte Gambrogno, where the forest fire that has been going on since Sunday broke out. The campfire they thought they had properly extinguished before going to bed was not, according to investigators. The police indicate that the two campers come from German-speaking Switzerland without specifying which canton, although the police indicated that they worked in collaboration with the Schwitz police. As of Thursday, firefighters were still unable to control the flames due to strong gusts of wind sweeping the region, said the cantonal police, who were taking stock of the situation. We will have to see how the weather evolves, said a spokesperson. The wind complicates the work of the firefighters, who have changed their strategy on how to put out the fire. Only two civilian helicopters patrol the sky to monitor the fire at this point. Most operations now take place in the field. The firefighters are carrying out targeted work to put out any new outbreaks, explains the police spokesperson, who specifies that the workforce on the ground is more numerous than in recent days. The weather will decide the fate of the forest fire. For now, Matteo Swiss has reduced the high wind alert to a two. However, wind gusts of up to 100 kilometers per hour are still expected, which could again fuel the fires. As for the 45 people who had to be evacuated, they still cannot return to their homes. Some found refuge with friends or acquaintances, others had to go to the Civil Protection Center in Quartino. The forest fire also has an impact on drinking water. On Tuesday, the municipality of Gambarogno 
called on the population to use water sparingly. In the territory of Indemini, which is part of the municipality of Gambarogno, the water is currently not drinkable. An avalanche carries away a train in Villars-sur-Rolon. On Wednesday, shortly before 3 p.m., an avalanche swept away one of the carriages of the train, which linked the Col de Breteille to Villars-sur-Olon in Canton Vaux. Luckily, no passengers were on the train, and the driver is doing well, the transports public du Chablais quickly shared on their site. In addition, no skiers were caught in the slide. The flow which extended over approximately 100 meters, cut the railway line and stopped on one of the slopes of the Villar ski area. Rescuers immediately went to the scene to ensure that no skier had been swept away by the avalanche. The search made it possible to exclude the potential presence of people buried under the snow, the Vaux police said in the evening. The skiers who found themselves stranded upstream of the accident were taken care of by the staff of the ski lifts who helped them to return to the resort. Head of the Villar Tourist Office, Sergei Ashvanden, stressed Wednesday evening the enormous luck that this accident did not cause any injuries. We can consider ourselves extremely happy despite the derailment and the damage caused to the infrastructure, he said. According to an article in SwissInfo.ch, residues of chlorothalonil, an agricultural fungicide banned in Switzerland because of its carcinogenic risks, are still too high in the groundwater from which most drinking water is obtained. The central plateau region of Switzerland, which is the most populous area and is the agricultural center of the country, is most affected. In 2020, Measurements of the groundwater showed that four chlorothalonil metabolites exceeding the legal limit were found. These metabolites are substances produced when the fungicide degrades. Two of these four metabolites found are responsible for polluting the drinking water of the agricultural region of Switzerland or the Central Plateau. More than half of Switzerland's 26 cantons and all of the cantons in French-speaking Switzerland are affected. 80% of the drinking water in Switzerland is obtained from the groundwater, and it takes a long time to renew. Chlorothalonil metabolites are persistent. The Federal Office of the Environment states, it can be assumed that these contaminants significantly impair groundwater for many years. Chlorothalonil has been widely used in Swiss agriculture, such as vegetables, grapevines, grains, and ornamental plants since the 1970s, although the fungicides have been banned since January of 2020. Thank you for listening to Swiss News in English. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, Auf Wiedersehen, Arrivederci, Abianto.